This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Eliza Harvey. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 3rd of May. In your Squiz today, the Reserve Bank Board meets to consider a rate rise. Mike Cannon-Brooks buys up big at AGL. Chris Dawson won't face a jury. And new research on your pup's personality. This is your Squiz today. The Reserve Bank Board comes together today for its monthly meeting, but this session is getting more attention than most, with an official rate rise on the cards for the first time since November 2010. Before we move on to what that might mean for mortgage rates, Claire, talk us through the case for raising rates from the current record low of 0.1%. Yeah, it's incredible to think that rates haven't risen in all of that time and that Mm. there's whole generations really of homeowners uh, or certainly mortgage holders who haven't seen an interest rate rise. Uh, So it could be a bit of a shock to the system if that does happen today. Uh, The case to do it this month is about the inflation rate. We learned last week that inflation is at a 20-year high of 5.1% on the previous year. That's thanks to that bounce out of COVID, also supply chain issues and the Ukraine war's impact on global energy prices. The chain of thought is that if you raise interest rates, you put a bit of a handbrake on borrowing. Uh, That then slows the economy down a bit, which then stops prices from rising so quickly. And if you lift some of that cost of living pressures off Australians' shoulders, we can all get on and live better lives. So it's an important job that the Reserve Bank has, given managing inflation as one of its core tasks. And Claire, with that economics lesson complete, the next crucial bit of information will be revealed at 2.30 today when the board declares if they've kept rates steady or indeed bumped them up. Yeah, don't you love an economics lesson first thing in the morning? (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, we will find out today whether that happens. The key issue is that the Reserve Bank Governor, Philip Lowe, has said last month that he wanted to get a bit more data before making that decision. He wanted the latest data on employment and wages growth. Uh, Those are a couple of data points that are coming a little bit later this month. So it may not go up this month. We'll need to wait and see. But certainly the uh, economists at the banks are really saying that it has to happen this month and it has to happen quickly. Uh, The election campaign, of course, is another consideration. 2007 was the last time that there was an interest rate rise during an election campaign. And of course, it's quite a sensitive thing because it can be a bit of a reflection on the mob who are in power. And the other concern is about how homeowners will actually deal with these rate rises if it does occur this afternoon. The financial regulator says 280,000 people who've taken out loans in the last two years have borrowed six or more times their income and borrowed more than 90% of the value of their home. Aussie Rich Lister and tech founder Mike Cannon-Brooks is having another crack at buying energy retailer AGL. It's his second strike at the company in three months, and this time, Claire, he's bought 11.38% of the business. Yeah, what we've learned is that he's taken that stake. Uh, that happened when the market closed yesterday. What he says is that he's taken that stake to block AGL's efforts to demerge, which is just a fancy way of saying 
saying that the company intends on splitting into two divisions. Uh, one division would be around power generation. AGL, of course, is Australia's largest electricity generator. Uh, and the second arm would be its retail division. Uh, what Mike Cannon Brooks has said is that he thinks that the company should stay together. And that way, there are some opportunities for it to do good things for customers, but also for the environment. Um, as you say, he had a go last time and he really wanted to make um, AGL a very green energy supplier. Uh, that's not on the cards this time. He's taken out that shareholding to try and block AGL from splitting into two. He'll vote against the demerger when it's put to shareholders on the 15th of June. It needs 75% approval to happen. But it was a tough day for AGL yesterday. It told investors that the profit for the year will be down by $100 million. A few years ago, a crime podcast called The Teacher's Pet looked into the disappearance of Sydney woman Lynette Dawson from her Northern Beaches home in the early 1980s. Her husband, Chris, was eventually charged with the murder and Claire, he'll now face a judge-alone trial. Yeah, he was charged with that crime in 2018. That podcast put a lot of pressure on authorities to relook at that case and look at the evidence again uh, and his legal team. Team, uh, then went back to the courts in a series of challenges saying that it's almost impossible for him to get a fair trial given it has been uh, so very dominantly uh, a part of the media and a part of coverage in the last few years. The courts refused that and said that uh, he will go to court and it will be a judge alone trial which starts next week. And Chris Dawson of course was a rugby league player and teacher and that podcast investigated his relationship with a 16 year old school girl and the unwillingness of prosecutors at the time to charge him despite two coronial inquests that concluded he likely killed his wife. Australia's international borders have been open for a few months now and now that people are taking those long-haul flights to the Northern Hemisphere again, Qantas has announced that it'll fly direct from Sydney to London and New York from 2025. It's going to be a very long flight, those ones. Yeah. Uh, A test flight that Qantas did in 2019 uh, showed that it's nearly going to take 20 hours. Uh, That Sydney to New York leg they did in 19 hours and 16 minutes. It's a long time on a plane. Uh, What Qantas has done is purchase the Airbus aircraft uh, to undertake those flights. Alan Joyce, the CEO, says having that sort of capacity means that uh, they can take direct flights between Australia and any city in the world. Uh, To do it, they're going to have to make customers very comfortable uh, and they've announced some measures on those new planes uh, to set up these zones so that there's maximum comfort in all classes. That's right. So if you can't afford a business class airfare, never fear. Uh, I'm thinking though a little kid's crèche would help too, but the relatively low number of seats in cattle class will be a plus. Proud dog owners often like to associate the breed of their pup with certain character traits like Labradors being good family dogs, Border Collies being really affectionate. But a new study has turned that thinking on its head, concluding that breeds don't actually shape temperament, Claire. No, apparently they have their own little individual personalities and that's certainly more of a thing to take into consideration uh, than their breed. Golden Retrievers apparently aren't necessarily that great 
great at fetching and border collies aren't <laughs> necessarily that affectionate. It really does come down to that individual dog. So what the researchers at Cornell University have done is they've interviewed dog owners, uh, they've cross-checked their responses across genomic sequencing data, so they've really got into it, and they've worked out that all these traits uh, that these dogs are meant to have as a breed, uh, actually it comes down to the situation that they're in, uh, the sort of homes that they have, uh, and how they actually develop in amongst themselves. What this study didn't cover, Claire, was the people who talk to their pups like human beings, or actually feel that their dog is talking to them. But Claire, that's a whole different conversation that uh, we don't have long enough to cover this morning. Yeah, guilty is charged on that one. Squeeze the day, Claire. What's going on today that we should know about? Of course, 2.30 this afternoon, that interest rate uh, decision from the Reserve Bank will be something I'll be glued to. Um, it's Victoria's budget today too. The 2022-23 budget will be handed down by the Victorian government. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one. Uh, for me, I'm keeping an eye on the Met Gala Ball. It's a big fundraising benefit for the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City, where everybody dresses up in amazing gowns and I've actually already teed up my go-to red carpet sites if you want to see the frocks. So I'll pop some links to that in your episode notes. And just a reminder that if you're wanting more on the big stories like interest rates and the election campaign, don't forget our newsletter, Politics Today, that'll bring you up to speed on all you need to know. There's a link in the episode notes if you want to subscribe. Have a good Tuesday. I'll be back with Larissa tomorrow. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN. VPN.com forward slash squiz today.